You are listening to the Panic Goddess Podcast, episode number 24. Well, hello, and welcome to the podcast. It is actually Wednesday. I'm recording um, this late-breaking podcast. I've been out of town. So thank you for being a little patient for today's episode. This is the Painted Goddess podcast. I'm Jennifer, your host and founder of Painted Goddess, a magical container for healing ritual Today, my episode is about tarot for self-empowerment, and I'm so excited to share with you just my take on what tarot reading is, what the tarot deck is for, and I'm quite aware that there's so many now tarot readers who are using this really beautiful tool in this way, and I'm so excited that this is the way that witches are showing up for this work. So many of, I think, our practices in history have been misunderstood partially because of the mystique around magical tools and ritual that is for self-empowerment. And now we have such amazing access to each other as well as other kinds of communities. So we're teaching each other what we're really about and teaching others who are not inside of witchcraft doing these practices about how it is that we see ourselves right and I think tarot is a tool that is often misunderstood from people who don't practice with it and use it and I also know for myself that I recognize where where I am not always able to express. So I wrote down a bunch of notes for this podcast. And if you've been listening for a while, you know, sometimes I write notes and sometimes I don't. And uh, I recently listened to a podcast because I had one of my beautiful listeners, one of you reach out to me and ask a question. And I had to go back and listen to that podcast and thinking to myself, interesting, you know, this is, this is the most random podcast. Although, Um, I tend to be self-critical. I'm a Virgo sun after all, as well as a um, Gemini rising. So um, for those of you who know astrology, this makes me a very analytical and um, mercurial kind of person. So having to kind of redigest some things that I put out is very interesting. I never edit these podcasts. Um, Well, I don't say never. I I push them together, and um, but I very, very rarely edit anything out, and I very rarely put anything out that isn't just kind of continuous flow. If I have to start over, I just start over. There's only a few podcasts that I actually will take bits and pieces and put them together. Um, so there is that. But yeah, how did I really, you know, want to do this is kind of where I where I started making my notes. And I, I did these notes a couple of weeks ago as I was planning for having some vacation time and then coming back and getting like right back into it. And um, within that time, which is so interesting, I actually have read for quite a few people. So I had the opportunity to go to 
um, a nonprofit organization's retreat day here locally in the Pacific Northwest and read for seven people back to back. And none of them had questions for me. They just wanted a reading. Now, I also get this a lot. A lot of people come to me, and I think I elicit this to some degree, you know, and they just want a general reading. Now, when I read for myself, and I think many witches who use tarot would say, we often will form very specific questions. However, when we're looking at it from a, from a place of self-empowerment tools, which I think is actually what's happening, I mean, most of the time with tarot, we're looking for support. We're looking for affirmation, right? We're looking for um, something to help heal difficult emotions that were that are coming up we're looking for a new and fresh perspective that feels more objective than what our normal confirmation bias kind of mind can produce on its own and so when I read for somebody I love taking that approach I find because especially if I'm in in the presence of somebody which not all of my readings are if you've gotten a reading from me remotely then you know that I look at your chart I decide what reading to do based on sometimes what we've um, agreed upon ahead of time based on the transits of the moon and and what have you. But sometimes, um, and the 12 house reading has a structure, so I'm looking at different aspects of your life in totality, but we don't really, you know, say, oh, here's this question, I want this very specific question. Most of the time, that's not the case. And this got me wondering how many people out there don't get readings done because they're not sure that it would help them and they don't know really what tarot is for, quote unquote. And I think that this is, I I think this is very common because when I, you know, have approached people at, you know, when we've gone to, when I've gone to a vendor event, you know, kind of quote unquote cold calling using my, my old uh, hat of a sales language, you know, people don't really know exactly what it's for and what to ask. And I think we are conditioned in this society to, you know, well, don't ask, don't tell. This this sense that, and I don't mean to appropriate that in, in some kind of lighthearted way, um, because that kind of, but, but noticing how destructive that kind of approach to your life can be and noticing the rise of mindfulness practices, the rise of self-inquiry, Um, I'm thinking of Byron Katie and the work. And if you're not familiar with her, her work, um, she wrote a book called Loving What Is and the work.com is a fantastic place where you can download a quote unquote, judge your neighbor worksheet. And yes, you can be your own neighbor. But you know, so there's this sense that we do this quote, this work, this quote unquote work with our feelings, with our emotions, with things that come up for us. And I would say that witches are, have always been doing this work. This can be called shadow work. This can be called light work. We're working on the affirmations and the manifestations of the things that we would like to see come to fruition and setting intentions with the moons and the seasons and kind of working with the cyclical nature of life of rebirth which always happens after disintegration right happens after death there's a rebirth of some kind so this is a very common practice in witchcraft because of the way that um, the observance of of the seasons and the the growing cycles the wheel of the year 
all of this has to do with that practice of self-inquiry and bringing in um, the light and the shadow and working that so that there's an integration of healing and a real, um, I think, you know, healing is such an interesting word and I was, it was brought to my attention that, you know, it can be problematic. I mean, the, the definition for healing to me is very much about integration and not about disowning that part of ourself that was traumatized or hurt or has a trigger, right? These triggers are alarm systems. There's these, these pieces of ourselves that get activated. You know, we get to decide what to do with them when we are conscious of the activation happening, right? So tarot and other witchcraft tools, but we're just talking about tarot specifically today, for as a tool for self-empowerment, I think is really, really where everything is kind of leading to, right? And this is why you would hire me for a reading is if you want some piece of empowerment. I often use it for, you know, life coaching, affirmation. Um, I, I use it to give you homework. I use it for self-inquiry process, um, altar work and spell work. I use it as a tool for evolution. It can be conversational. It's storytelling. It can be forecasting. And it's also trauma healing. It's part of the process, right? So this tool, I see it as a very wonderful, complementary kind of work that you can do with yourself. You can work on yourself alone by using tarot as an uh as a process of self-inquiry and self-coaching, right? You can use it to, to have a conversation with yourself, see what stories you're telling yourself. You can use it to give yourself homework, right? Have a mantra or a meditation focus, right? When we start to learn about these archetypes and symbols that are coming through, noticing what we notice about the cards. And going back to all these people that I read in between the time that I made this you know, podcast um, outline. And now is it's just interesting how many, um, I mean, every single person, I think the cards brought us to where we needed to focus the conversation around. And that's not to say that, you know, I didn't kind of wade through the waters a little bit and do some digging once we got into the cards, you know, asking specific questions like, is there something around, you know, your money, finances, is there something around the way that you feel emotions? Is it too intense for you? Is there something around, um, you know, feeling, you know, kind of apathetic and not very passionate right now or quite the opposite, right? Are you just lit up? And, or is there the mental activity? Is it really, really damning for you right now? Are you having problems, you know, overthinking and overanalyzing and, and starting to kind of produce some anxiety because of it, right? And I think there's also, of course, the spiritual realm. So all of these pieces of our lives, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, the mental, and the creative, these five aspects of our life are all represented in a tarot deck. And that's because they're split up into four suits and one quote-unquote suit that is called the major arcana. Now, these are based on elemental properties associated with different aspects of our life. 
So, you know, that just kind of brings me to, you know, how do we, how do we kind of use that for self-empowerment? Well, the first thing is to look at all of the parts of that system and see what's at play when you pull a reading. If you want to play along, get out a deck of tarot cards and you can pull three cards from the deck and you can just look at what are the symbols there? Are there any sigils, any kind of um, alchemical symbols? Not only just symbols in drawing, but also symbols like um, emo something that evokes emotion for you. You specifically, by the way, it doesn't have to be the traditional um, quote unquote definition of what a king or a queen or a tiger or a ferret or a, a shaft of wheat is, right? Now, yes, there are traditional meanings to all these um, symbols, right? But you also have the opportunity and the permission granted by yourself, however, however deep you want to take it, to really look at what you notice, how you notice it, how you define it, what these symbols mean specifically to you especially if you're doing um, a reading for yourself, right? That's what's important. So looking at the symbols, looking what emotions come up when you look at these cards, what are the elements at play, right? The five elements, earth, air, fire, water, spirit, right, are all part of it. What are the archetypes teaching you? Right? When we look at the major arcana, it goes all the way from the fool to the world. It's a whole spiritual journey. And each of the suits goes from 1 to 10 and then has um, court cards. Right? So there's this sense of progression. And yet, throughout each of these different suits, a quote-unquote progression is not like worst to best. Right? The aces are these pure kind of beginning sparks. They're actually quite lovely. Right. So it's not to say that 10 is better than this ace um, in these suits. Right. So just noticing all of the pieces that are there. Some cards even um, pull in astrology and some of that can be kind of considered a higher level. Now, if any of the symbols on the cards that you use, you're not really familiar with, that's an opportunity. It's an invitation. Right. For that tarot deck that you pulled. Maybe look into that. What alchemical symbols, what um, elemental symbols, what astrological symbols, what planetary symbols are being used in the deck that you chose? Just decide that that's important because you chose that deck, right? There's always also numerology going on, right? Because it goes from 1 to 10, there's vibrations that happen with numbers. And you can go at surface level, life path number kinds of stuff, or you can go to Kabbalic kind of you know, numerological, uh, in really deep, deep study and research into numerology. So there's all these elements, all these parts of this tarot system. And ultimately, it's really about you, the reader, somebody who is looking at the cards, right? I think um, it's a wonderful thing to recognize. And I learned this at Evergreen State College, where I graduated, um, in Olympia, Washington. And one of the first books every student has to read is um, We Know As We Are No... Or, hmm, we can, oh my God, now I don't remember. The dude's name was Ken. I gotta look up this book. But it's basically all about we can only know others as we know ourselves. I think that's the name of the book. We know others how we know... Uh, 
but it's just this macrocosm of it's like take one takes one to know one you really can't see beauty in others if you don't see beauty in yourself it's very difficult i would say unless you have some kind of you know it's it, it, if you don't have capacity or access to a feeling within your own self on some level right it's more difficult to to witness that in others and so i think that's why you know like attracts like is one of those um axioms right it's just this thing that 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 there's mirroring going on within everything and the tarot deck is no different right so a sword may mean one thing to me you know for me it's really um, a tool of war right and i've always seen it as kind of aggressive so that's interesting where the swords represent the mental aspect in tarot and so you know there's this there's this kind of aggressive feeling around the mind space in tarot for me personally now that's not with every single card some it's more than others but I notice you know also I'm very sharp-witted I'm also a very mercurial as I mentioned just earlier um, person I overanalyze my mind tends to be a kind of chaotic and discerning and um, sometimes really you know very critical place uh, Virgo like I mentioned I'm very I can be very critical of myself and others and, um, you know, I'll do another whole podcast on how, how astrology can help you to love yourself more and love others more, because I think that's, um, what you, astrology has literally taught me has literally been the biggest impact on how I can love myself more and how I am others love me and how I love others. Like that capacity has grown tenfold, billionfold, whatever, I'm not a mathematician, so whatever. But um, it's it's just exponentially grown as I learned more and more about my own astrology and others' astrology. So I think tarot has that same access point where because it's so evoking of emotion and feeling and thoughts, and one of my students in the tarot collective called it a conversation starter, right? It really is this entryway. It's an entryway into self-inquiry, like I mentioned, you know, affirmations around what it is that we want, are looking for, right? Because you can see into the cards whatever you'd like to see and just noticing what the stories you are telling yourself, but it can be a real tool for your self-evolvement, right? You start to see things from another side. You know, I love my favorite questions for tarot. You know, and you can just pull one card on this. It's like, what am I not seeing? What am I blind to right now about this situation or this person or myself? And just pull a card and see what comes up. And, and like somewhere deep, you, you'll know. You'll get goosebumps. You'll have some kind of, I, I tend to get goosebumps. That's my, um, that's my tell. <laughs> I just get the goosebumps even in like blazing hot sun, my, 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 goose pimple flesh comes out but you might have a different um feeling or or tell right you might have a different so so quieting the mind and getting yourself centered is going to help you feel those feelings while you're doing a reading doing that self-work right so I just really want to you know express all the different ways that tarot can actually help us to do that work for ourselves and and that's just the jumping point 
right? You can literally pull one card a day. And many, many readers will do this as a practice of ritual. Um, I happen to be, um, <laughs> I hate the term bad witch because no one's a bad witch. We're all practicing witches, right? Just like everyone's practicing um, medicine. If they're a doctor, you're practicing. It's a practice. Yoga is a practice. So, you know, this being human is a practice. <laughs> but I think it's like, you know, I get, I have the privilege to practice and um, sometimes my practice is solid and I'm, I'm very focused and sometimes life happens to distract me away from some of that peace and, and it's different, right? But I think there's this really beautiful practice of pulling a card a day and that is one way to really get to know not just your tarot deck but also the way that you relate to different kinds of images and if you are to keep a tarot journal or something like that, you can start to see your own tendencies to regard um, maybe the different suits in a very similar way, right? It's very, very interesting to kind of use that as a tool of self-inquiry. Um, because not only that, I mean, every tarot deck is different. Unless you're going to straight up do Rider Waite and, and, or always do the same deck, you're going to end up seeing a very different rendition from the quote-unquote traditional meanings of these cards. And what is evoked by these different images and these, you know, kind of new archetypes that are coming forward, I think is, is truly beautiful. You know, we're seeing gender neutrality. We're seeing powerful, um, uh, you know, re-storytelling around the feminine and minorities uh, black culture, um, Jewish culture, feminist culture, animal kingdoms, you know, plant sentience. We're seeing different, uh, all, all sorts of different stories that are being told, uh, body positivity, um, all these different ways that tarot is kind of expressing a different and beautiful evolving narrative of what the human uh, story is, what the condition is here. What's this condition my condition was in, right? So I love that about tarot. Um, and my story with tarot is, you know, I, st I found a Rider weight tarot deck in my grandmother's attic when I was young and all sorts of other witchy books. Um, one of them was uh, the Zohar, which is the Book of Forbidden Knowledge, which incidentally disappeared when I was in college. And I have a feeling I know who still has it. And anyways, <laughs> but it's all good. So reading for friends um, from the book is where I started, right? So I'd read the book and I, I actually had a larger book. I didn't just have the little book that comes with it. I had a book, of course, this is prior to Google, prior to the Googs. So there was no interneting uh, my answers. I only could get books that I could find at the metaphysical um, shop, which was few and far between, or the metaphysical section, and my grandmother's attic, which was um, a much better resource at the time. And so I was reading for friends, and I'd look at the book on all the meanings, and I would just, you know, read them. Oh, this means this. Oh, this means this. And those me readings were very flat, right? I think you'll notice if you've picked up a tarot deck and started to read, once you start putting more than one card together, it starts to feel like, oh, shit, I don't really know how to coagulate these together in any way that will help this person. And and then through college, um, you know, friends would gift. Uh, I, I got 
friends would gift me like little magical things and I actually was gifted the goddess deck and um, a friend of mine had the Osho tarot which we would use which was actually very different so it kind of derailed me from learning the quote-unquote traditional meanings of each card and I just started to feel into well what is this deck about right because it was very different um, and then what really happened for me is I kind of I kind of stopped using tarot so much as you know this divination tool for a bit and I started looking in at metaphors in nature and intuitive um, ways that I would connect with different symbols and recognizing that those were mirrored in the tarot deck so I stopped really kind of looking I tried to I would I, tr I tried to memorize of course like I think we all do this we try to memorize certain things and then what really ended up happening uh, you know was that um, I relied on the spread and what the cards meant to really help me to tell a story and that is very helpful if you're creating your own spreads or if you're looking at you know say other creators other witches and tarot readers who are making spreads for different I share them quite often on my social media accounts where you know there's a spread for this new moon or that moon new moon or this mercury retrograde and it's a really cool way for you know self-inquiry and I think this is one of the ways it's one of the lights in the pathway right because this is a super amazing way to get answers about what you're looking for um, and when I say answers it implies that there was a question but you know tarot can't really tell you any answers it's it's really about perspective gaining more perspective understanding maybe some of the underlying tones and also uncovering some of the pieces that maybe aren't as known to you unconsciously but definitely your your subconscious is there the unconscious part of you who's running programs understands right like there's there's kind of like this thing that it feels like the tarot cards can't ever really tell you something you don't know but it definitely will say like, yeah, you're kidding yourself and here's exactly how, right? Or don't forget this, you know, here's this reversal of this really beautiful card. You better appreciate those things that were at one point something that you dreamed of. So, so there's all these ways that metaphors in nature and this intuition around, you know, observing the cards and the places of the spread that they get put into you know, it kind of gave me permission to go off book. And when I finally got the Wild Unknown Tarot deck, which is what I use daily now, it's it was kind of a shift. And this happened, of course, only like four years ago. I was like, I had no idea that the tarot could speak to me in that way because I had often used decks that did not speak to me. I actually, I had this Merlin Tarot deck um, I got, I had the writer weight, of course, and that felt very, you know, it's archaic. All of the relationships between people are about kings and queens. And, you know, at the time I didn't know even what a high priestess was when I first started reading tarot, right? I really didn't know what that archetype even represented, right? The reverence and the magical, you know, kind of mystical and mystery, uh, tradition that was a you know part of what high priestess work is right so this all kind of comes together in tarot and the depth of 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 knowledge and research that you can do around um, all these different archetypes and the 
elements and and then just really tuning into your own heart your intuition and allowing what comes through for you to be the truth because that's also real you cannot deny those pieces right that's what's really happening in real time it's very valuable when you've been chosen to read for somebody or when you've chosen to read for yourself trust trust that that's what it's meant to be and when you have that thought that comes up and you say oh well that's not what the card really means but what I'm feeling is this right some of it's just getting out of our own way and allowing ourselves to come through which I think is a pretty big thing regardless right in anything that we do so there's a little bit about kind of how tarot can be for self-empowerment how it can be used I think we could probably dig 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 on this but I wanted to definitely talk about tarot and what it's for because of course shameless plug I am starting the next session of the tarot collective where I teach you how to get to know the cards get to know the archetypes the symbols the elements and we go suit by suit as well you know we start out with foundations we go suit by suit and we have some integrative working pieces I give you homework and it's within a structured environment of other students who are learning. You get put into a Facebook group where you can interact and share your insights because your intuitive insights are also valuable to other readers, even if you're new, especially if you're new. Remember, the fool is no mistaking like number zero. It's like when you have new, fresh uh, feelings about these different aspects of the cards like that is valuable knowledge for somebody like myself who's been with it for a long time I learned so much from my students last last session who you know who were new to the new to the work so I really encourage you no matter where you are in your journey if you're looking to really focus get back to school it's September it starts September 30th it's only $297 for eight weeks of content and instruction there are two weeks that are kind of integrative and I'm putting together a few extra pieces for those weeks in case but it's also there to catch up if you've fallen behind as life happens so that you stay on track and at the end you have access to that content forever on my website and then you also are in the tarot collective private Facebook group as well where there are other readers who are interested in learning and becoming a reader with their own unique voice. <sighs> There's my shameless plug. So I'm really excited about this next session. I've already got a few students in here. I've got three students and I hope, you know, last time we had 11 in the group. I'd love to have as many as possible because, of course, I like to make a living. But I also think that the more people in this group, the more that, the, that you will have the opportunity to see others' um, intuition come forward and the, and the ways in which um, the tarot speaks to each individual, and that just expands everyone, right? It's truly a gift for those who come in and want to share their process, their feelings about all of this, their special take, and it can only enrich the process. So, and if you happen to be a student of mine already, you get 75% off if you went to the first session. That's something exclusive for my first 
session students, giving them 75% if they wanted to come back in as, new, as students again and retake all the material. There are some new aspects that you'll get e either way. You're going to have access to them. I'll be sending emails as, they, as it comes live onto the site. So, and I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows that I am also available for readings. If you're not interested in reading tarot, you don't want to get tarot cards, but you are in a place of transition in your life. You're looking to better yourself. You're, you're on the track of, um, of working towards something, right? Focusing on something, getting something um, kind of going in your life. Or if you're healing from something and you'd like some extra support, as I mentioned, I use this work to coach others. I use it as a tool for evolution. I use it to um, help integrate and, you know, have homework often, right? There's, there's associations that I do in my work when I used, because I use astrology and tarot combined to kind of look at some of the different cycles that have been coming through for you. So if you'd like to have me do this work with you, um, I'm available. I have about 10 spots for this month um, in September, and I'd love to, to do a reading with you. And we can do that either remotely, where I just record and send it to you, which honestly I think is a really wonderful process because even though it's, there's not interaction, it's interesting because you get to make that time for yourself and I have gotten feedback from most of my clients where they've have pages and pages of journal notes after a session and that they they are are really seeing things um, kind of come up in a different way than they had thought before and it's a privilege to do these readings for people and I love that there's this um, sense that we're holding each other um, in a way because this work is so nourishing for me as well and helping to support my family of course so I know I'm meant to be doing this work the feedback from the 30 days and 30 readings that I did in July was overwhelming and beautiful and I've seen also more and more listens to this podcast and I'm so thankful for you to be here and to be paying attention to my little, um, you know, offerings to the world. I've been really, really focusing on what I can do, what I can tangibly shift and help support, be birthed into this world. I'm a huge believer in um, humanity and the goodness that we all have the capacity for and um, and whatever needs to come through you, if you're feeling the call, there's so many ways for you to, you know, allow yourself to become more empowered, more, um, aligned with your own values and to reflect that in your life and, and feel the way you want to feel. And, um, while it's not fucking perfect and I'm not going to promise you shit about, whether or not uh, your PMS symptoms are still be just as strong. By the way, I bleed in like four days. And so I came home yesterday and my house was still dirty. And I was just like, uh, yeah, I'm human. 
So there's this sense that, you know, all this work we're doing will make us perfect. And I'm here to tell you, if that's something you're looking for, you're going to keep looking forever. I highly recommend, though, tarot as a tool to help you work with your mind and your body and your spirit and your heart. And you have, as everyone does, I believe, this true capacity to follow something deep within you that, that you have brought here, that you have within you that wants to come out. And it's a way to, un, you know, tools for evolution like tarot, tools for self-empowerment like tarot are a way for you to uncover some of the programming and to see it for what it is so that you can let go of these stories that hold you in patterns that cause suffering and further damage and kind of obstruct joy, right? Not to say that every moment is joyful, but when the joy comes, are you just waiting for the shit storm to happen? Because that's what always happens when you feel joy, right? I think, you know, the other, the other shoe being dropped and, you know, the anxiety over all the things that can go wrong when everything is going so well. Even if you're looking like working with those kinds of thoughts, tarot can help. Tarot can help to give perspective and gain knowledge about some of these universal archetypal pieces of wisdom and the elemental wisdom and the natural law of light and shadow and rebirth and death. And it all becomes a little less anxiety ridden and more about laughing and weeping simultaneously, right? It's just that beauty that we all possess that kind of uh, becomes accessible when we stop criticizing and start growing. We stop being so negative around our capacity and recognize that our negativity can create a smaller container for our magic, right? It's just, if we've only given ourselves a really tiny container, (laughs) then that's what we'll fill. So how do you grow that container for magic? Because you are the container for magic on this planet. No doubt in my mind, right? You are a magical being sent here by your own free will from the cosmos. That's my, my take on it. You can call it God. You can call it the universe. You can call it whatever you like. But we are made for these times. We're here for a reason in, in my view. And um, one of the ways that we can support each other for sure is to um, evolve and empower our own beings, our own selves, and understand um, how to create sacred and safe space for more of that healing to happen both within our own container. And then once we're healed enough, then you hold space for others. You become... um, Uh, you know, another kind of space holder, right? And the container gets bigger and bigger, right? So selfishly, I want others to be doing this work. I think everyone should um, be doing some kind of work that makes them feel activated and empowered. 
and it has very a lot of different forms right um and they're all wonderful uh i think right and uh tarot can definitely be used in devotion and in prayer and it can also be used um as a transitory tool for focus and meditation and it can really start to come, you know, it can even be a conversation starter between um, two people where they're having communication problems, right? And um, it's all really, really wonderful. So I'll just close with a couple of things that I think tarot is uh, not, but, but isn't, but, you know, uh, being somebody who really doesn't believe in absolute uh, polarities, it's like we live on a polarity planet. Um, however, it's all a spectrum of those two polarities. Like nothing's perfect reflection of either side, I think. And just like that, tarot isn't not absolutely something and only one thing, clearly. But I think... For the for the most part, people who are not using tarot cards or using divination practices think of divination and tarot specifically as some kind of fortune telling um, and only for forecasting something, right? Only used to see what the future looks like. And I would say that's the the littlest piece of the work that I do. You know, there's always, not always, but there's often uh, a piece of forecasting in it. And yet our free will that we are so blessed to have can change everything. You know, it's not necessarily um, what the cards say is going to happen as much as here's an energy at play. And here is a element to pull in here as a gratitude to remember here is a sign of the way in which growth will change you and to kind of prepare you in some ways to be able to receive you know the messages of receiving and of growth and of gratitude uh, are very big in tarot. There's a lot of cards that ask you to receive something, be grateful for something, and to manifest or create something. And, um, and also to surrender and let go and to wait and to honor and hold space for, right? It's reminding us of pretty universal factors of life, right? A seed doesn't just burst forth right away has to sit in darkness, moist darkness, and be warm before it sprouts, right? Seeds are these amazing kinds of metaphor for how ideas get formed, how new par parts of ourselves, new versions of ourselves get born, right? These things that begin in the darkness and are nurtured, it's, it's so, you know, tarot has a way of kind of expressing that life cycle, that life, death, rebirth cycle, that is, uh, and, and really helping us to understand, I think, when used in this way for self-empowerment, that we're becoming, 
and we're in process and this too shall pass and don't forget the juicy bits and don't forget the joy and don't be afraid to grieve right sometimes the call to grieve is very real have you allowed yourself to feel that feeling and really understand what it's trying to teach us right all these difficult emotions and and challenges in our life or financial hardships and you know it's teaching us to worry less or it's teaching us to um to be more creative and to love um yourself more and provide yourself with a little more positivity and um I anyways I'm kind of rambling now and lamenting on the beauty of all of it but if you are interested at all in using this tool however really just thought god you know it'd be so cool I really really think that there's not I haven't you know I haven't exhausted the internet because of course I want to keep my eyes on my own paper but I do think that this course offering is quite unique and I've done it once and it's really great my students had very positive feedback and I hope that this it becomes more of a movement and who knows where it's taking me. I know there's so many ways that this, this class can become more and more um, built out. So, And I have some exciting new pieces of the modules that I'm going to be putting in and little workbook pages as well. Um, for this session and some of those might not be within this eight week session but they'll be coming in the new year as well so super excited and of course you know I'm going to be doing this class so if it's not the time if your fall and and holiday season feel very hectic and you don't want to learn right now springtime will be not that far from around the corner so I'll probably run another session probably in February so if that's more on your timeline, DM me, let me know, give me a message. Um, just kind of let me know you're on my radar. You can go to my website, paintedgoddess.com and sign up for a newsletter. You'll get a full moon ritual worksheet with that, which I'm going to be updating soon to do a moon phase just so that no matter what the moon phase is in, you can have a little ritual to do with that and I'm going to be adding some elements like tarot I think to that offering as well but head over get in my newsletter list I don't send a lot of newsletters I try and be a little more consistent every day um, and when the witch's new year comes around October 31st I'll probably make some new intentions for that work but I basically send when it feels like sending and that ends up being less than once a month <laughs> basically so but when I do sell products you'll get a couple of emails from me to include you know information about different things that I'm offering just in case you're interested you could always unsubscribe if you need to if you're getting too much email in your life um, and last piece is I would love for you thank you for listening if you would rate and review and if you feel so inclined as to subscribe, it really helps this work spread. I am so grateful for everyone. And um, yeah, when you rate and subs uh, subscribe and review this podcast, it helps bring it um, to more people who are looking 
for this kind of work. So if you've gotten any benefit out of it, I would really appreciate that. And you can always share it too. So I'd love to hear how this lands and you can share it in your Insta stories or just tag me and just say like, what is up with this business? Or I really resonate with this or, um, you know, she's rambling again. How lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you have a beautiful day. I hadn't even talked about astrology today, so I can't reference something that I did. But the moon is waxing. The new moon was last Friday. And if you didn't listen to that podcast, new moon time is still pretty live right now because we're in the first week of the waxing moon. And so much beauty coming forward in my mind with this Virgo cycle. So, yeah, if you need inspiration for Virgo time, go ahead over and take a listen to that last podcast, New Moon in Virgo. All right, lovely beings, blessed be. Take care. Thank you for listening. It's such a pleasure every week to spend time with you, and I really appreciate you listening and being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast or benefited from it, please share it with your friends. If you'd like to know more or work with me, you can go to paintagoddess.com and find all of my free resources as well as how to book a reading with me. I work together astrology and tarot, which has been a really illuminating process for my customers and clients and friends. And I would love to do a reading for you and see where we're at today.